What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronas. We're here from the Fantasy Alarm. Here on the Sawdust Podcast Network. Find us on Spotify and iTunes, all the good stuff there. What's going on, Adam? How's the, how's the week been? Man, that, uh, that Lakers-Warriors game last night was pretty sad. Yeah, man. Did you get a chance to watch it? I did. I caught the second half. I caught LeBron uh, basically bringing them back from the dead and, uh, and then hitting that last uh, game-winning three-pointer. Uh, very impressive. Like, right there in the face of, uh, of Steph Curry, too. Yeah, unbelievable shot. And yeah, Lakers were on the ropes. They were down 13 at halftime. And I'm sitting there like, you got to be kidding me. And I think the Lakers money line was plus 185 at halftime. And I didn't pounce on it. I knew I should have, but I just, I don't like to, I don't really do too much live betting. But I just glanced and I was like, and like, I should have just stuck because, you know, my prediction was the Lakers would win, but Golden State would cover. And that's exactly what happened. So, uh, but yeah, the Lakers obviously stepped it up big time. LeBron came through. A big thing was getting Andre Drummond out of the game and moving Anthony Davis to center. I think that where the Lakers were better. And now uh, Lakers move on and take on the Suns. And uh, very rare that you see a number seven seed is the money line favorite for the series against a two seed. Right. I mean, we were talking about that the other day. Like, what? What a lame duck draw for the Phoenix Suns, right? You have that whole season, you put it all together, and lo and behold, boom, your first round opponent is LeBron, AD, and the Lakers. That's, um, as Fenstie would say, not ideal. No, definitely not. It sucks for the Suns. And I mean, can they win this series? Sure. But, you know, most people feel with uh, LeBron James, Anthony Davis healthy, uh, that they're going to be a really tough out. They are going to be a really tough out. It's definitely going to be uh, problematic. Now, as far as the rest of it goes, um, you've got, well, I mean, while we're recording right now, you got the Washington Pacers game. That's going on right now. Um, and then you've got the, uh, what is it? It's the, the Suns, not the Suns, the, uh, the, Warriors. the Warriors versus Grizzlies who? on Friday night. Grizz- Grizzlies. Is that even going to be close? I can be. They played on Sunday and the Warriors won 113-101. Uh, I expect the Warriors to win the game. Uh, but, yeah, it, it can be close. It's just uh, the Grizzlies have had a hard time closing out games. I was kind of disappointed in their performance against the Spurs. Uh, depending on what you got the line at, I, I seen four and a half, four, three and a half. So, in some cases, it was a push. Um and they just and the Spurs did not play well. Spurs had their two best players, DeRozan and DeJounte Murray, really shoot poorly, and they still only lost by four. Jonas Valanciunas had a ridiculous double double. I was on his over. What was it that I get? Fourteen and a half rebounds, and he obliterated it at twenty plus. So, um, I mean, it could be a close game, but I would take Golden State minus three and a half. All right. All right. Oh, the playing tournament, I got to tell you, man, it's it's been exciting. It didn't go exactly as planned, but it's um, it's been worth the price of admission. So I got to give it up for the NBA. You know, I was I, I got to be honest, I was skeptical about having this play in tournament. You know, is is it really necessary to, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, drag on the playoffs a little bit or drag on the regular season, kind of stretch it out and whatever. But. 
man, it's been uh, it's been fun to watch. If you're gonna get if you're gonna get me to sit and watch uh, a Warriors Lakers game, I you know that for NBA fans, it was like the be all end. I was talking to people. I was playing uh, in a poker tournament online while it was going on, and everybody was like jibber jabbering about the game, and I was like, all right, let me just put it on here and see what's going on. Um, and that's when I turned on for the second half. So to get me to do it, congratulations, NBA. Congratulations. You got Howard. <laughs> yeah, and I figured I, that that game of all games, when you got Golden State and the Lakers, LeBron James, Steph Curry, you know, that's, that's going to appeal to the uh, casual fan. You know, they're going to tune in for that. Uh, and I think a lot of people were saying, oh, I wish this was a seven-game series. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a fun game, uh, a lot of drama. It came down to the end, and that's what you want to see in a playoff game. And, you know, tonight's game is uh, Wizards at the end of the first quarter leading 30 to 29. Could this set up actually as like a potential uh, Western, Western Conference Finals? Could it end up, I, I don't, you know, I don't know with the, uh, with the seating and stuff, but could it end up being uh, Lakers-Warriors in the Finals? Well, you would need a lot of upsets along the way. You would need Golden State to win on Friday, be the 18, beat number one Utah. Right. Then they would have to take on the winner of the Clippers, Dallas. So, so uh, that's going to be the Clippers, in my opinion. They'd have to beat the Clippers. And then the Lakers would have to beat the Suns. And then the Lakers would have to beat the winner of Denver-Portland. So can it happen? Yes. But it is going to be really, really difficult. All right. What's your, what's your final call here on the West? What is it? I think I'm going to take the Lakers. No, not not just the who are they going. To, all right, so who are they going to beat in the conference finals? Yeah, I will say it will be the Jazz. All right, give it up for Utah. Utah, give me two. Oh, that's a movie reference. Sorry, you probably don't get that. What movie? Point Break. I haven't seen it. I've heard of it. I haven't Are seen it. Are you kidding me? I'm not. No, I haven't seen what it. Is, yeah, seriously? What is that? What? I mean, these are these are iconic, like classic movies that as we were even, we were go, growing up in, in our formative years, right? Point Break, we were teenagers when that was going on. You were actually, you were, you were younger. You were, you were probably like 12, 13 years old when that came out. That's like prime 12, 13 year old kid movie. Is this with uh, Keanu Reeves? Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze. I look, it looks good. I've heard of it. I don't know why I haven't seen it. All right, oh. is it is it on Netflix? Probably I'm not. Right? Sure, it is, dude. I'm yeah. sure it is. They show it all the time. Gary Busey. Before oh, Gary went... Busey has appeared in Impractical Jokers. Gary Busey is 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 an Impractical Joker. That dude He's is been a in it. Yeah, they they've had him in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, which is really funny because I wouldn't want to have to like rely on Gary Busey to do anything because the dude is the dude is whacked out of his mind. Yeah, it definitely appeared that way when they were doing the skit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh man, Adam Ronis has not seen Point Break. I gotta, I mean, he's gonna have to write these down. Just give you a list of movies. That would be nice. Yeah, I, I always say that. I'm like, oh, I gotta write a list down, and I never do it. And then there's nights where I'm like. Okay, what should I watch tonight? And then I always watch it, wound up watching some Netflix series. They're usually pretty good, but there's definitely a lot of movies that I need to see. Yeah, you need to like go back in time and, and you know what I turned off to watch the uh, the rest of the Laker game? You know what I turned off? 
I turned off Mr. Mom. I haven't seen that. Michael Keaton. Ah, oh. Adam, Adam, Adam. Oh, man. I mean, we grew up in the same area. Like, I mean, <clears throat> both from New York. I mean, how did like the movie book? And I'm not even talking about like to the point with like Rick and Glenn and, you know, bouncing a, a billion quotes. Like Utah, give me two is like this iconic quote that that everybody uses. It's just like a classic pop culture reference. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, you don't have to apologize. I don't know what to do with you. <laughs> one day we'll fix you. Yeah, one day we'll one fix day. you. <laughs> All right, so, so Lakers, Utah, um, coming out of the West. Uh, coming out of the East, where are you still in the same... Uh, same same mindset as you were the other day. Yeah, Brooklyn over Philly. Brooklyn over Philly. That'll be a monster series, right? Brooklyn Philly. If if Philly's fully healthy. Yeah, they should be. I mean, there's no more back to back days, so guys will be well rested. So as long as Embiid can stay healthy, then yeah, and they've been very good when they have their starting five intact. So and again with the Nets, it's uh, basically. Um, you know, getting the big three to play together. Uh, it's only happened, I think, eight times this year. And everybody, wa- everybody wants Lakers to defend the title against Brooklyn, right? Like, is that that's the matchup that everybody really wants, right? Probably. I mean, there's a lot of people that hate the Lakers out there, so they don't want to see them get there. But, yeah, I mean, if you're looking for, like, a lot of storylines in a big matchup, yeah, it would be Lakers-Brooklyn. Yes, that is that is the ultimate marquee matchup to have the big three of Brooklyn taking on LeBron and AD um, would certainly be a, a tremendous event. So uh, listen, folks, enjoy the NBA while you can and catch all the uh, all the DFS write ups and everything that these guys have over at FantasyAlarm.com. All the best bets from Adam Ronis over at WagerAlarm.com. Oh, my God, dude. Did I take it up the hoo-ha today on my play of the day for MLB betting? Oh, my God. <laughs> my play of the day was the Reds' money line. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, mean, it was, I mean, it was over in the first inning. It was second inning, really, right? It was 8 nothing at that point. And I was they, got, like, they got swept at home by the Giants four games. I couldn't believe that. I could not believe that. I don't think anybody – but like Vegas, you know, the, the odds – um, I think it was like minus one thirty-seven when I wrote it up in the morning. Wow, I'm really disappointed in you for for screwing that up. No, there's an obvious storyline here that you clearly fucked up. The Johnny Cueto. Yeah, what are, what are you doing? What are you doing? What happened? So what? He doesn't apply. <laughs> I, I was trying to weigh that versus Cincinnati being swept at home by a, a Giants team that is so crazy overperforming right now that it's obscene. Obscene. And even in my write-up, I was like, Evan Longoria, Brandon Crawford, like the the the, the shoes got to drop on these guys at some point or another. Both of them went yard today as if they were reading my article and said, fuck this guy. We're going to destroy them. So, yeah. I hope it doesn't drop a Brandon Crawford. I, I I picked him up in tout and TGFBI a couple weeks ago, and uh, it's been fun. So I hope he has a career year. 
I, I'm actually going to end up probably picking up Crawford in a, in a league or two. I think he's still out there um, just based on more of the injuries that just rolled in today. See this Mustakis on the DL? Dude, that, IL, sorry. that pissed me off because my home league, we do waivers Wednesday and Sunday night. So I have him in the lineup all week. And I'm like, all right, I guess hopefully he plays tomorrow. And then they do it on Thursday. Now I got to wait till Sunday to replace this guy. And now I'm taking zeros the whole week. Yeah. Unbelievable, yeah. man. You couldn't make this decision before. These teams wait too long sometimes. Um, you know, I mean, listen, this has happened to me multiple times already. Um, wasn't I pissing and moaning about this, like, just this past week? I think every week we do. I've, it's yeah. happened to me with Yelich. Yelich comes back on a Monday, gets hurt, six zeros for the week. Ah, just, just part of it, man. Oh, uh, Jared Walsh, homered again, man. I picked him up in tout last week, too, man. He was available in tout last week? Yep. Really? Are, are you the only one competing in that? No. I mean, there's teams near... Uh, I mean, I've got a nice lead right now. I was but... just saying, you would think that with, with the season that Jared Walsh has had, for you to be able to... Not Walsh, a, my bad. Not Jared Walsh, sorry. Taylor Ward, I meant. Oh, um, all I, right. <laughs> for some reason, I messed those guys up. Because I'm like, why is he really like this shocked? Like, Taylor Ward hasn't really done much yet. My bad. I get those guys mixed up. Do you ever? Does it ever happen to you when you look at two guys and you're like, "Why do I get them mixed up?" There's, I don't know why, but I get Walsh and Taylor Ward mixed up all the time. I don't know. I, you know what, Tyler Wade and Taylor Ward, those two I've mixed up before. Okay, yeah, I don't know. I got it. All right, all right, good. Well, see, my faith is more restored in Tout Wars than <laughs> Jared Walsh here in the middle of May was not available. Yeah, I'm pretty wait. sure he was drafted. Yeah. You think? Yeah. You think? Oh, man. Yes, I did see that Taylor Ward went yard again today. And, and that Walsh was... did, I guess, just now. That's why Absolutely I was looking. Delicious. I mean, can Walsh... Jose Barrios... I need Jose Barrios to pitch good, man. Come on, man. What are you doing? Three runs in three innings? Stop with this shit. Yeah. Right? Well, first pitch he threw, right? He gave up yeah. a home run to Josh Come on, man. Oh, at least Garver homered. You know, because he was banged up the other day. That's cool. I got him in the main event. Yeah. Well, so Mustakis goes on the IL. Logan Webb goes on the IL. Jason Hayward, that's only matter in like NL only or deeper leagues. Dylan Moore from the Mariners, he goes uh, he goes on the uh, on the IL as well. I'm wondering if uh, if that's going to spark any kind of a, a of an extra call up. I mean. <clears throat> I don't know. Is Julio Rodriguez a um a, a, a super two type guy, or are we or is is that like no dice on him coming up? Because that would be fucking sick. Him, Kelnick. Um, I wish Logan Gilbert pitched a little bit better the other day, but you know, kids, you know, rookies are gonna have their little uh little hiccups here and there. But yeah, but you didn't like to see that against Detroit, though. You know, like that's one matchup where you're like, all right. You got to take advantage of this. You know, Detroit over the past, like, I don't know, two weeks, they've actually been better. Okay, but still, great. man, that's, that's a lineup you need to take advantage of. Yes, I agree. That's what you need to do. You need to take advantage of it. But, um, 
you know, for a kid like Logan Gilbert, you know, you, you, you kind of expect certain bumps in the road. I just don't want that shit to, like, shake his confidence too much. Yeah, that's the key, which is why they, you know, took him out when they did. Yeah. Detroit, over the past, uh, over the past two weeks, you ready for this? 335 weighted on base average, uh, 23.9% strikeout rate, which is significantly, that's 10% lower than what it normally is. Um, you know, obvious help from a 361 Babbitt. So, yeah, Detroit's actually been swinging some decent bats lately. Not nothing crazy from the power end, but <clears throat> excuse me. You know, they haven't been dead. They have not been dead. What's the score in the Boston game? Oh, that's what I'm talking about right there. Nick Pavetta versus Steven Matz. That's what I'm talking about. My um my uh, my one of my best bets was the uh, was the over in this game. What was it? Eight and a half, nine and a half. It was ten. Oh wow! Okay. It was ten. You know, I, I mean, it was yeah. I I thought it was kind of a, a a contrarian pick, but I was like, listen, you know, Stephen Matz had a good outing his last time, but he's been getting slapped around, right? Nick Pavetta. Nick Pavetta's been doing okay, right? He's been pitching fairly well. But if you look at the teams that he's gone up against, I mean, it's Baltimore twice, it's Detroit, it's Seattle, a team that's been no hit twice already this season. Um, so it hasn't been like stiff, stiff competition for uh, for him. So I figured, okay, you know what? Luck's going to kind of run out maybe a little bit on uh, on Nick Pavetta um, and, and definitely going to run out on Steven Matz. And so here we are, bottom of the third, and it's 5-3 already. So... Give me three more runs in this game. Cha-ching, cha-ching. I also had the under on Steven Matz's uh, strikeout props at five and a half. So he's what? He's at two strikeouts right now through three innings. Yum. Give it to me. Get it. So far, so good. So far, so good. Hey, Ronald Acuna to get me uh, some some work here. I need him to... uh, Clear a, a one and a half bases, and then um, and then everything kind of gets wiped away. Then I feel good about the world again. And that's how it good. goes, right? <laughs> well, that's baseball, Susan. Nah, I'm not using that today. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring me down. I'm not. Don't bring me down. So. Um, you know, we're just going to do a, a quickie here today because I've got stuff to record later on. The uh, newest episode of Getting Buzz. How about this? My special guest on Getting Buzz tonight, Adam? Sandro Anello. I mean, the word special can be used in a different fashion when you're talking about Sandro, but uh, okay, that's cool. But what if I <laughs> called him a cult icon? I wouldn't say that. People love him. They do? Dude, that dude gets a lot of Twitter love, and that dude gets a lot of love on SiriusXM. I uh, listen. I you know his his shtick is funny. His shtick is definitely funny. So I know you have like your own personal battles with him. No, we're cool, man. It's I know you're cool, but yeah, you know his his optimizer does not jive well with the his optimizer sucks. Oh shit! So let's see what what else is going on in the world today. Did you see Stephen A. Smith's uh, 
rant about how Shohei Otani shouldn't be the MVP? I did not. I usually don't pay much mind to him, but I guess what this became a big thing. No, I mean not a big thing. You you're not a Stephen A. Smith fan. No, I'm okay with him. I I mean the problem is with him is that there are some sports that he covers that he clearly doesn't pay attention to that closely, like baseball. Exactly. I'm pretty sure he's not watching much baseball. No, I don't think he's watching any baseball. I really don't. <laughs> right. So I'm like, you know, and, and what did he do? He said he started saying something. He was he was cracking on Max Kellerman about something that Kellerman said about basketball. Do you remember do you remember Max Kellerman Max on boxing on public access in New York? I don't remember it. I know he did it, but I don't remember it back then. Oh my god. I used to, I remember that. It was um holy shit. Yeah, I guess I had gotten out of college. I graduated from college in 93. Moved right back into New York City. Was living there. Um and, you know, working in the in the bar business. So it'd be like, you know, either late at night or, you know, like a rando like night off or something like that. And, you know, you're flipping through and, you know, sure, everybody wants to see the Robin Bird show in New York. No, not really. But um, do you remember, do you know, Robin Bird? No. Uh, like a little porn queen girl. Come on. Public access show. She always brought on like porn stars and like you know, interview. It was like her thing. But then she would like do this like whole song and dance at the end where she would like, they'd all be like surrounding her and she'd be like, you know, smacking her face into like the guy's crotches or, you know, taking one of the girls by the, by the boob and like hitting herself in the eye with the nipple. Robin Byrne. She was like, uh, you know, she was as as weathered a, a late seventies porn star as you could get, like low budget porn. Okay, I'll tell you what. The next time you're you're talking to Lisa Ann, ask her uh, about Robin Bird back in the back in her heyday. Robin Bird's that is not Lisa Ann's. Um, so Max Kellerman had Max on boxing, and there he was. He was like this skinny little, you know, dude who I don't know, who was like in his teens, late teens, early twenties, and he did, and he did boxing analysis. And I mean, he was like, he knows his shit. I don't know if you've ever listened to Max Kellerman talk boxing, but this dude knows what he's talking about when it comes to the sport. And uh, and it was this show, it was just this like you know little half hour thing. It was Max on boxing. Um, I remember the first time I saw him on ESPN, I was like, oh, shit, that dude finally fucking made it. Look at him. So, you know, him and Stephen A. Smith going back and forth. And basically, Stephen A. Smith's whole argument against Shohei Otani was, who cares that he's hit 14 home runs? Uh, the Angels are a, a below 500 team, and they're in fourth place in the West. And how, how can you consider that an MVP candidate? Uh, when the team sucks so much. And he was like so dismissive of it. And I was like, see that right there, like that just shows A, that you don't watch any baseball. B, your your view of what the MVP is, is way off base and like way skewed. I hate it. it drives me nuts. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, and look, we're in May. Like, come on, man. You're going to bring up records now and everything? Yeah. Oh, it's it was it was dumb. It was very, very dumb. And I just, you know, again, he was just so dismissive about it. That's what kind of pissed me off that he was just so, you know, 
oh, this, you know, this, this is ridiculous. But okay, you want that? And he's like doing like his sarcastic clap and whatever. So yeah, he was, uh, he was, he was driving me nuts. Absolutely driving me nuts. I don't know what was making me crazier, listening to him, you know, spout off about something he knows absolutely nothing about, um, or you know, more bullshit about Tony Larusa. Yeah, I'm so sick of the Larusa stuff, man. Just hope it goes away soon. Just like the people that are defending him too. Like, come on, man. Yeah, zero defense, zero defense for him. So that was sticking in my craw. The other thing was, you know what? Here you go. Like, I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm like, uh, these were my penalty flags during during the fantasy alarm show today. Like, I get to actually like talk about him here in a in a legit fashion. How many no hitters have been thrown this year, Adam? Six, seven, if you include Mad Bum. So the answer is seven. Well, I mean, baseball is not acknowledging it. it. Makes no sense to me. Makes no sense to me. If if the if the rule of Major League Baseball is that double headers can are are only seven innings, then you know that that that's a game, right? Isn't that a game? Are you telling me that if a guy throws a perfect seven innings and the game goes to extra innings, a zero zero tie, and it goes to extra innings and they put a man on second base. Does that lose the perfect game? Yeah, man. I don't, this whole thing is crazy because of what they're doing and the rule changes and everything. So, uh, you know, he completed the game. He retired. Every batter he was supposed to face in the game and didn't allow a hit. And I know that we've seen no hitters in the past be lost in the seventh, eighth inning, ninth inning even. But, I mean, what is Mad Bum supposed to do? He went out there and got the job done. So that's all this complication when you try and change everything. I mean, I don't think they should have seven inning double headers. Uh, I understand why they did it last year, shortened season, pandemic, and everything. But why are we doing it again? Because that's all part of their plan to speed up the games, right? Well, it's it's like not, all of a sudden, not, that. not really working. I mean, well, I guess when you have Seattle's offense, Texas and Cleveland, yeah, they've each been hit no hit twice. That's <laughs> of the six teams. So you can't uh, if if you're pitching on a, on a excuse me in a double header, you can't have a no hitter. You can't have a no hitter. You can't have a perfect game or anything like that. Like it's just it's it's you know off the books. That's it. That's bullshit. That's total bullshit. I'm much more upset about this than you are. Uh, I mean, I guess. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's not that big a deal. I mean, I think it should be, but I'm not that upset about it. If you want, if you think it's no hitter, just in your head, say it's a no hitter. Why do you do say it's a no hitter? All right, so you know what? I mean, listen, these guys, these guys, their stats matter, right? Like these guys pitch for contracts, and you know, if it's a young pitcher. And they sit down at the arbitration table, right? They turn around and they say, I threw a no-hitter. And then the, the team turns around and says, oh, no, you didn't, man. It was only a seven-inning doubleheader. So you didn't throw a no-hitter. So take that off of, your, off of your list of stats that you want to, you know, quote for the season. Like, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. It's fucking with the, uh, with, with the, with the stats. It's fucking with the numbers for these kids who – are forced into like sitting down at an arbitration table, listening to the team shit all over them, 
in order to pay them less. Well, I don't know if you could say that yet because it's only been one and it's Madison Bumgarner, and I don't think he's going to have that situation arise. Well, with the number of no-hitters that are being thrown this year, Adam, Maybe, it's yeah. going to happen again. I'll bet you it happens again. I mean, we're, we're to the point where we're going to start having pools on who has the next no-hitter. Like, that's going to become a thing, I bet you, on, like, one of these sites. Oh, yeah, I already saw somebody posted that on Twitter. They were like, I'll, I'll, I'll Venmo you 50 bucks if you can tell me who's going to throw the next no-hitter. You can't. You have to be the first person to say that player's name and, and whatever. And I think it was uh, Jason Catania, who I used to work with over at Fangraphs, um, was like, um, can, I, can, I, can I say nobody throws a no-hitter the rest of the way? And the guy was like, I'll take that bet. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a scary bet to make. <laughs> so and the way we're going, nah, man. Someone's throwing a no-hitter. Might be tonight. It could be tonight. Wait, are we, is it possible? Oh, no, we have, uh, I guess, every game... I think that is active as a hit because I see runs. Yeah, I see. Yep. So the only option is uh, Dodgers D-backs tonight. And that's a bullpen game with David Price and Merrill Kelly. My guess is <laughs> doesn't happen. Merrill Kelly no hits the Dodgers tonight. Oh, Book then, it. That, then we have a serious problem. <laughs> no doubt about it. Um, all right. Any, uh, any, any last minute thoughts here as far as uh, – uh, players you may or may not be eyeballing for waivers this weekend. I know it's 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 early right now. We're recording on Thursday night, um, but with the uh, the rash of injuries, are you like, hey man, get yourself some Alex Blandino from the Reds? Uh, no, I haven't even looked. I'd say maybe if JD Davis was dropped because he could be back shortly. Um, how about Cameron Maven? Just kidding. Can't believe he hit third for the match yesterday. <laughs> Sorry, Lenny Melnick has him in every league. I know. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe Nico Horner's out there because he just came back. If you're looking for someone that could be coming up, Brendan Rogers of Colorado. Um, G Man Troy in deeper formats. I I looked at him in Tout last week because Tout's OVP. The problem was uh, I think he was seeing a few lefties this week. And I was going to sit. So I was like, ah, I don't know if I want him for three, four games. And I was kind of looking more short term. So I wanted to pick in uh, Taylor Ward instead. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, Thursday, I usually don't even think about waivers. I really start to look maybe Friday night and definitely Saturday. Because I feel like if I do it early, then I kind of, I feel like I'm waiting. I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm wasting time. It's like, then I'll go back and look at it on Sunday and be like, oh, okay. Uh, delete this, delete this, delete this. And especially <laughs> when you have so many leagues, you got to go through all of them. So, you know, I always believe like, all right, yeah, you know, take some time and go through it. But then it feels to me like sometimes it's a waste to do it like Thursday or Friday. If you want to just start pl throwing players in the queue, that's fine. But um, generally, I start looking either Friday night or definitely Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll look at it a little bit late in the week, but yeah, Saturday is when I do really like Saturday morning. Um, I'll do a bunch of work. I'll do like the best bets and stuff like that for, for wager alarm. And then I'll just kind of go through every, every team and I'll just look at what the injuries are. I'll look at who's getting the playing time and I'll just kind of like make some notes. And then that way on Sunday, it's a little bit easier. It's a little less daunting 
you know, when you have to like, you know, then you start dealing with what your bids are and looking at everybody else. So I scout the players on Sunday, on Saturday morning. And then Sunday when I'm putting in my claims, that's when I'm looking at everybody else's team and who's got what for bid money. Have you ever Ooh. written up a prop and then just deleted everything you wrote? Yeah, several times. I did that today with DeMontis Sabonis. I wrote it up and I was already ready to send. It was over 14 and a half rebounds. I'm like, damn, that's just a lot. He's got 12 rebounds in the first half. <laughs> uh, happens all the time, Adam. Happens all the time, right? Listen, we're, we're human, right? We're human. That's it. We, I mean, shit happens. That's the way it goes. That's the way the cookie crumbles. I can come up with a million other cliches. Unfortunately, I don't have time for any more cliches. So that's going right. to do it for us here. Is that okay, Adam? Do you have any parting shots you want to take? No, I'm good. Hopefully, right. the other, hopefully the prop I wrote up hits. That's all. That's, there you go. I'm pulling for you there, Adam. I'm pulling for you, baby. All right. But that's going to do it for us here tonight. Uh, big thanks to everybody for liking and subscribing. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Benner. Don't forget to check out Friday night, Getting Buzzed. FantasyAlarm.com, me and Ryan Hallam, special guest, Sandro Anello. That's it for Andy Up. We'll catch you next time.